are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Matt Williamson and Ryan McDowell. NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson host Locked On's Peacock and Williamson every Monday through Friday. Brian and Matt give you the national perspective all around the NFL, covering the latest news and insight on every game, team, and move around the league. Get your picks, previews, and much more every weekday with Peacock and Williamson Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Welcome to the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan McDowell. Follow me on Twitter at RyanMC23. Joining me, as always, is Matt Williamson. Find Matt on Twitter at WilliamsonNFL. Matt, how's it going? It's going great. Fun uh, quarterback and running back conversation yesterday. We're going to keep that... uh... Keep those that train rolling with receivers and tight ends. You know, that's our, our monthly check-in on these. That is what we're doing. Checking in on brand new uh, Dynasty ADP from Dynasty League Football. This is our last set of of off-season ADP. We do these uh, we do these mock drafts every single month, including the regular season. So we'll talk about how player value is changing uh, throughout the regular season as well. But this is our last set. Uh, before the preseason really gets rolling. We've had one game uh, that, that you got to witness, Matt. Uh, we'll have a lot more this coming weekend and the next few weeks as we head into the regular season. Like you said, we did uh, we did running backs and quarterbacks yesterday. Talked about the top 10 running backs uh, and the top five quarterbacks. We'll do the same thing at wide receiver and tight end, and we'll start with the wide receivers. We said with with the running backs, we talked about it yesterday, clear RB1 and Christian McCaffrey, clear quarterback one in Patrick Mahomes. I don't think it's anywhere close to clear or consensus when you're talking about the wide receiver position. In fact, I'm looking at these 10 guys we're going to talk about, and I think you can make a case for six or seven of them to be the wide receiver one in Dynasty, potentially, uh, certainly depending on how things go this season. But we'll start at the top. We'll start with what the data tells us right now, and it is the wide receiver one, Justin Jefferson, coming off one of the best rookie wide receiver seasons ever. I don't know if he can even come close to repeating that. What do you think? I slightly disagree with you and think that he's kind of assured himself as the number one spot right now. And he, I mean, I would bet that somebody knocks him off this perch a year from now, but he would be my one without a lot of hesitation. I do think he can repeat it. Um, Attacks things at all levels. I mean, the first two games of the year last year, he was hardly used and still put up rookie records, basically. I mean, so uh, I'm in on Jefferson for sure. So you do see him as the clear wide receiver one in Dynasty? Pretty clear. Okay. All right. Yeah, we, we disagree there. Like I said, I think you can make a case. Uh, we've got three other young wide receivers kind of knocking on the door. These guys all in their second, third year. We've got um, three or four veterans who are still putting up big numbers as well and uh, are, are not too old to start losing value. Um, one of those veterans is the wide receiver too, Tyreek Hill uh, of the Kansas City Chiefs. And and he's bounced around in value. We've seen him as low as the wide receiver six, but now he's up to two. 
do you do you just expect another big year from Tyreek Hill and, and that Kansas City offense? Yeah, and frankly, just fantasy and dynasty aside, I think Tyreek Hill is the best wide receiver in football right now. I think he's the one that defensive coordinators want to play against the least. Yeah, but he would not be two on my list. I mean, the next two guys, actually, the next three guys we're going to talk about, and maybe another one that's going to come up would all be ahead of Hill for me. I mean, he's just not as young. Uh, his situation's wonderful, but what if he has an Achilles or a knee or something like that too? You know, I mean, he's very explosion speed dependent. You know, these, I, I, some of these older receivers, I just project some of them like a Devontae Adams or Larry Fitzgerald's a great example or Hopkins, that they fade away slow because their style of game I just worry that Tyreek will not fade away slow, that it'll be hitting a wall one day. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, I do think expectations are high, I guess really from a short term or from a redraft standpoint, because uh, this team did lose Sammy Watkins. And, and say what you will about uh, about Watkins as a player and, and as a fantasy disappointment, uh, he saw his share of targets, and they didn't really didn't really replace that. So... Maybe maybe that means we're expecting Miko Hardman to finally break out, but really this is still going to be um, it's still going to be Tyreek and, and Travis Kelsey carrying the load here for that offense. It could be and and really should be another huge year for both of those guys. Mm-hmm. Let's look at the wide receiver three and four together. They're always so closely associated. College teammates. Uh, and, and now just two of the uh, most impressive physical specimens in the league. Wide receiver A.J. Brown is the third uh, wideout drafted, and D.K. Metcalf, again, his college teammate at Ole Miss, is the wide receiver four. You said you'd take both of those guys ahead of Tyreek Hill. I totally agree. I, I think the concern with both of them, if there is one, it, it certainly has nothing to do with them, but more about the offenses that they are a part of. They both have competition in the form of Julio Jones uh, for Brown, in the form of uh, Tyler Lockett with Metcalf. And it, it seems like both of these offenses, if if they had their, their choice, they would be run-heavy uh, offenses and run-heavy teams. And um, obviously that's not great news for these two. No, it's not, but I think they transcend their situation, and I don't think either situation's abysmal. I would take them in that order, Brown over Metcalf as my two and three overall in Dynasty ranks, clearly above Tyreek where he's at in this stage of his career. Um, the thing about both these players is I think both of them were a little raw coming out of Ole Miss and that they're only getting better. I haven't. I don't think they've hit their peak yet. Yeah, yeah, that that's a fair statement too, and uh, it's it's kind of exciting to think about that right, idea right. because what we have seen from both of them has been so great. If they're still growing and and becoming better um, technical wide receivers, of course, that's that that just means huge upside uh, for both of those players. I agree with you. They would be um, they would both be above Hill for me, and. Mm-hmm. And, and challenging Jefferson, each of them challenging Jefferson for the top spot. I, and I can see the one going past Jefferson. You know, I, I think both of them have higher ceilings than Jefferson. Right, I agree. Yeah. Wide receiver five, another young player coming off a rookie season, an impressive rookie season. He's got some competition too, though. It's C.D. Lamb of the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, 
I, I say he has competition, but Amari Cooper's not practicing yet, and um, Dallas is seemingly already uh, saying goodbye to Michael Gallup. Uh, look, looks like they're going to let him hit the uh, free agent streets next offseason. Uh, so it could go from very crowded to a one-man show here in a year or so for C.D. Lamb. And the buzz around this guy in camp, I'm, I'm sure you've heard it, and I know you're a huge fan, is unbelievable. I mean, the drumbeat is pounding so loud, and the clips you see, and all these things, and he already has such a good rapport with Dak. I mean, as a rookie, those guys clicked immediately. I'm taking him over Hill, too, and I've pretty much just jumped in the deep end with C.D. Lamb that he's going to be a top-five type dynasty receiver for quite some time. Yeah, we we talked about the running backs yesterday, and those are the conversations that uh, that I think really challenge me. Do I want six or seven or eight years of C.D. Lamb, maybe even more than that, or one or two years of Dalvin Cook or Alvin Kamara? Um, right, right. So that's why you start talking about trading down into the later part of the first round, acquiring multiple second-round picks. Uh, C.D. Lamb currently is the he he's a late first rounder so these top five receivers that we've mentioned today all five are our first round picks jefferson hill aj brown dk metcalf and cd lamb uh, but uh, really i i want those those late first rounders or multiple second rounders to target those types of players versus the running back that might give me two years of production right i mean just think of it this way Imagine the haul you could get for C.D. Lamb two years from now, even if they keep Gallup and Cooper's not there, or one of the two's gone, or he just progresses as many of us expect. Now, picture what you'd get for Dalvin Cook two years from now. Like nothing. Yeah, might might be ugly. Yeah, right, right. Matt, when we come back, we will look at wide receivers 6 through 10. Let me tell you about Bet Online. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your sports action. Baseball season's in full swing, and you can track all that action at Bet Online. Get the latest news, odds, information for all your sporting news needs, including Major League Baseball, NBA, NHL, even all your UFC, MMA action. They got so much going on here. So before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or your mobile device. It's super easy. And check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get in the game as teams preps for their runs for the playoffs as well. Uh, head to the website and or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use our promo code Locked On, all one word, all caps, Locked On. That's 50% welcome bonus. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. We are back. We're talking Dynasty ADP, focusing on the wide receivers right now. We hit on the top five uh, before the break. That was Justin Jefferson, Tyreek Hill, A.J. Brown, D.K. Metcalf, and C.D. Lamb. Now we're ready to look at the next five. We we had four young guys there, Jefferson, A.J. Brown, Metcalf, and Lamb, uh, going into their second or third year in the league. Uh, this, this next five, Matt, is... is on the other end of the spectrum here, that some older guys, still very good, obviously, being top 10 dynasty wide receivers, uh, but maybe not the players you look at 
uh, and expect five or ten years of production. It's it's more in that uh, two to three, maybe four range. It starts with Devontae Adams, the wide receiver six, uh, coming off a, a, another huge year for him. His value has fluctuated this offseason as well, mostly because of the storyline surrounding his quarterback, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, and he's my number one redraft receiver now with the Rodgers news. I mean, I think he's set up for a massive season. And I do not think that he is Rodgers dependent. I think he'd be great anywhere. I mean, Houston, he'd still be a, a reasonably high pick in for fantasy. But he's probably only got one more year of Rodgers left. And he's not the youngest fella. He's not the most talented. He's not DK Metcalf or A.J. Brown in terms of talent. So I guess this is about right, because I do think he fades away slowly. Don't get me wrong. But he, I'd have a hard time investing in him right now. Yeah, I, I get that. But, I mean, he's just he's just so good. I, I guess the, the, the surprise here is it feels like it feels like these guys should all be grouped together. Like maybe, maybe Tyreek Hill should just be a little lower on the list than wide receiver two. I don't, I don't think we should see yeah, the gap. Exactly. Right. I don't think we should see the gap between Hill and Adams and, and the next couple of guys we'll talk about. Yeah. Let's just get right to the next guy. Cause I think Diggs is my favorite of those three for, for dynasty. Yeah. The wide receiver seven is, uh, Stefan Diggs, and and this is a rare story. We always talk about age. We talk about how many years, uh, quality years a player has left, and and Stefan Diggs is kind of defied all that because at age twenty seven, he's gaining value. He's he's moving up instead of moving back, uh, both in production and in dynasty value. He's now a mid second rounder. Uh, that's that's almost his highest ADP ever. Uh, and going to the Bills, being paired with Josh Allen has, has really just been obviously a, a huge boost for his career and, and for his dynasty value. And, and he was very well established before he got there. Sure. The, then situation fell right in his lap. I mean, he's clearly the one in that offense. Not that Adams isn't, of course, but um, ascending quarterback. Uh, Adams versus Diggs and redraft is tough for me, but I prefer Diggs and Dynasty. And are you taking Diggs over Tyreek Hill and Dynasty also? Tyreek would be third for me of those three. Okay. All right. Uh, again, kind of the theme of all of these positions. When you're when you're looking at top five, top ten players, they're going to be very narrowly separated, and that's definitely the case here. The wide receiver eight, Calvin Ridley, he's gotten a boost um, well, it's, it's unfair to say he's gotten a boost because of the Julio Jones trade. That's really what has happened. But honestly, I think he earned this value on the field before Jones moved on. Yeah. And, and I feel like Ridley, I'm a little hesitant to jump in the deep end with him because being the man's tougher, but he showed it without Julio and he doesn't blow me away physically either, but I still think I'd take Ridley over Diggs Adams Hill. Yeah, you're gaining uh, gaining a year or two there, depending mm-hmm. on on the player that you're talking about. Uh, Ridley, of course, infamously came into the league as an older rookie, so um, you think he's only been in the league uh, three or four years, but he's older than most most of those guys in his same class, or really all of those right. guys. Wide receiver nine, I, I, 
got to say, I'm a little surprised to see this guy uh, still hanging around. Certainly no knock on him, but it's, it's just the way we play Dynasty. DeAndre Hopkins is the wide receiver nine. What do you think of that? I have a hard time with that one. I mean, I just use him as an example of the definition of a guy that's going to you know, go away slow. And I think he will. I think he'll continue to produce. But, boy, he's definitely a depreciating asset. He's a harder guy to trade than anybody we've listed here. If you do own him and all of a, season, all of a sudden your season goes south and you're trying to cash in for some future stuff, I think you're going to get less for him than you will some of the names you know that aren't on this list and certainly the number 10 player on this list, youth, you know. Yeah, I was actually looking, and we'll talk about the wide receiver 10 in, in just a moment, but I was looking at... Uh, the names behind those those guys when it comes to wide receivers and uh, we see all, uh, we see about a half around between our wide receiver 10 and the wide receiver 11 which is Terry McLaurin uh, so m- maybe a little bit of a tear break here if you're thinking about McLaurin versus Hopkins I'd rather have McLaurin. Like McLaurin I'd rather yeah, have McLaurin. McLaurin right yeah me too uh, you go deeper Clearly. than that Right. You go deeper than that. Now we're late in round three, early in round four, and you get to guys like DJ Moore, Chris Godwin, Allen Robinson, Keenan Allen, uh, Brandon Ayuk is down there, Mike Evans, Amari Cooper. So as I said, maybe uh, we found a tear break there. We've talked about it enough. Let's name that wide receiver 10. It's another rookie. It's Jamar Chase, top 10 dynasty wide receiver already. And you kind of you kind of mentioned it there. I think he could could even be a little bit higher, at least flip flopping with with Hopkins. Yeah, and we saw Najee Harris as the sixth running back, and you know that's apples to oranges. But this is a great prospect with a great young quarterback. Team should be losing a lot. I expect there to be a lot of passing numbers. I, I don't think Higgins and Boyd are negatives for Chase. Um, again, I mean, what's he going to be worth a year from even? In November, when your season's shot, you can start. You can trade Chase for a lot more than you can trade Hopkins for if you're a bad team. Yeah, I think the only thing that could slow the the Jamar Chase value train is now he's got so many young wide receivers ahead of him. You know, early you talked about it uh, earlier in the show, but early last year we saw. We saw the breakouts coming for DK Metcalf and AJ Brown and, and CD Lamb, and I and and many others were aggressive in moving those guys to top three dynasty wide receiver spots. But when you're doing that, you're moving them over veterans, some of the same veterans that we've talked about here, Hill and Adams and and Hopkins. But for Chase, now he's got those young players ahead of him. So even climbing into the top five dynasty wide receivers might be a challenge if he has to leapfrog Brown, Metcalf, Lamb, Jefferson, um, or, or guys like that. Even McLaurin, who we brought up, right, isn't right. old. You know, right. I mean, he could have a breakout year. Somebody else we didn't mention. I mean, I'm guessing maybe Chase Claypool or somebody like that blows up. It wouldn't blow people away. There certainly is a lot of competition there. Um, although I think amongst his rookie class, Chase is even stronger for me, the one over the Alabama guys. I may even, and this is a side note, I'm I'm thinking I might take Elijah Moore over Smith or Waddle. Oh, you talked about the drum beat with, uh, with CD right. lamb. It's, uh, it's been very strong for Elijah Moore as well. He, he is certainly gaining value also. 
So those are the top 10 dynasty wide receivers. Let me recap those names before we take a break here. Number one, Justin Jefferson. Tyreek Hill is the two. Wide receiver three is A.J. Brown. And then D.K. Metcalf, followed by wide receiver five, C.D. Lamb. The players we have just talked about in this segment. Wide receiver six, Devontae Adams. Then Stefan Diggs and Calvin Ridley. DeAndre Hopkins is the wide receiver nine. And rookie Jamar Chase is the wide receiver ten. After the break, we'll take a look at the top five dynasty tight ends. Folks, I want to take a minute here to tell you guys about Built Bar. They've been a really great sponsor and ally here to the entire Locked On Network and to my family as well. My son's 14. He's real into lifting weights now and working out. He just crushes Built Bars as soon as they pretty much walk in the door. Um, my wife is kind of a chocolate connoisseur and she's real picky about the, you know, in these bars. Some of the chocolate you get on the outside is really waxy. Not the case at all with Built Bar. And there's 18 amazing flavors, including six new flavors, caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcotta, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, apple almond crisp to go around, to go with the original 12 flavors. Uh, they're great for the health conscious guy or woman. Um, you lose weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Um, some of these, all these bars have a little bit different qualifications, but let's just pick one out of the air here. Peanut butter has 19 grams of protein, 180 calories, only five grams of sugars and five grams of net carbs. Um, how about cookies and cream only has 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, four grams of sugar, four grams of net carbs. And that's what you get with all these, which is unbelievable. So go to builtbar.com, use our promo code locked 15. That's locked one, five, all one word. And you get 15% off your next order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Betting on the NFL doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked on Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's Lock of the Day. Follow the Locked On Bets podcast, brought to you by betonline.ag, wherever you get your podcast. Matt, we talked about Najee Harris as a top 10 rookie, or a top 10 dynasty running back already as a rookie. We had Jamar Chase as a top 10 dynasty wide receiver. I think we might have a rookie in this top five tight end group as well. We'll see if we get there. <laughs> He's not the number one, though. He's still hanging on is Travis Kelsey. We mentioned this with, with Tyreek Hill earlier, uh, that, that the Chiefs lost a little bit, and that little bit is, is Sammy Watkins on offense. Uh, also lost Damian Williams from the from the backfield. Didn't really add many... Uh, many imposing weapons as, as the, as pass catchers. So it's, it's up for, it's wide open for Kelsey to, to do it again and to be the tight end one. Once again, I think that would be five years in a row if he can pull it off. Might even be six. I was sitting there thinking he's already done it for five, but he's definitely been near the top for a handful of years, which is amazing. I think he's a hall of famer. You know, I think he's in that kind of conversation now where he's an all time great uh, still putting up massive, massive numbers. He wouldn't be my one, though. 
I don't think he would be my one either, which feels a little crazy. All the it all, does. all the narratives we talk about that it takes these young tight ends a while. I I understand that. I've seen the numbers myself. But it's just it's just hard to avoid the hype of Kyle Pitts. He is the tight end two already in Dynasty. Uh, by the way, Travis Kelsey being drafted in the second round. The next three guys we'll talk about are all third rounders. So another position, kind of like the quarterbacks. Uh, you you come back and look at this ADP next month. It'll be a different order. Last month it was a different order. But right now we've got Kyle Pitts as the tight end two early in the third round and not far behind Travis Kelsey. Yeah, and he'd, he'd be my one, and that's yeah. very risky. I don't know that I'd actually make that pick and take the first tight end off the board. He's more talented than all these guys. He's 10 years younger than Kelsey, give or take, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, he's in line for a ton of targets. All the buzz has only been good, but one's lofty. Don't get me wrong. You know, we're not putting Jamar Chase there, or, you know, but he's so much younger than these guys. So my logic is if you're willing to put him ahead of Waller and Kittle, which apparently most people are, you should be willing to put him ahead of Kelsey too. Yeah, well, I, I mean, I actually had, despite Kelsey's production, I actually already had Kittle ahead of him just based on the four years you gain, and Kittle has certainly yeah. been uh, an elite. I do too. I didn't mention that. Yeah, Kittle's been an elite producer himself. So, yeah, following that same logic, if I'm if I'm looking to buy years and to gain years, uh, acquiring Kyle Pitts and, and ranking him highly is the way to do that. George it's Kittle. funny, if I, were, if I were to draft Pitts right now in a startup, I wouldn't be scared that Kelsey will burn me. It would be Kittle that I'd be most afraid of. The injuries? No, if, if, if I drafted oh, Pitts. Oh, I see, yes. Gotcha. That Kittle could make me look bad and clearly be the one a year from now. He's an awesome football player. Yeah, yeah, that, that makes sense. I think you're right. George Kittle is the tight end three. Again, we'll group these players because that's what our that's what dynasty managers are doing. They're grouping them together. Kyle Pitts, tight end two. George Kittle, tight end three. And Darren Waller, tight end four, are all coming off the board in the third round. Again, that is one quarterback uh, dynasty ADP. So expect to spend a third rounder on uh, your tight end if you want one of these top four guys. Matt, you said it yourself i'm i'm probably not spending a pick on any of these guys because i'm shopping for wide receivers or running backs in this range most likely yeah some of those receivers we talked about that go in this neighborhood are a lot safer or and are a lot more appealing um there's some young tight ends and i understand that they're crapshoots but they're so much cheaper that aren't going to be in the top five that maybe work out for you uh, there's a lot of age. There's a lot of a lot of wear on these tires for the top three, or the or the top three redraft guys. You know, Kittle, Waller, uh, Kelsey. But the more I talk through this, the more I might put an offer in for Kittle in a league or two right now. He's so good, and feel like this might be the lowest his stock is in his whole career. I think at the very least, pivoting from Kelsey to Kittle would be yeah, a, yeah. A, a smart move if you can pull that one off. Yeah, good call. The tight end five is TJ Hawkinson. He's that young guy that dynasty managers are betting on uh, making the leap. He's already being drafted as a fifth rounder. I was surprised to see he was that high. Uh, we, we've talked about Hawkinson a little bit on the show over the past couple months, Matt. 
the guy I want to ask you about is one who's not on the list, Mark Andrews. He was the he was that player we were valuing as maybe as early as the tight end three at one point over the past year. He had a big year in that Lamar MVP season as well and was a big part of that. Took a step back last year. Now his value has, has fallen off. I think he's probably being undervalued, still young, still potentially the top target in that Baltimore offense. Andrews is a guy I'm kind of chasing this off offseason. Yeah, he seems like he's lost a little bit of his sex appeal. You know, people don't get all excited about him. You know, he didn't have the uh, Kyle Pitts-like combine. But he's already produced. He fits the offense extremely well. I think both of us expect him to be the, the best fantasy receiving target in a, what I think is a really good offense. Uh, he, he didn't really do anything wrong to hurt his stock, contrary to popular belief. All right. Yeah, yeah. Part of it is is the Waller breakout, Pitts entering the league. So, I, it's been pretty consistent that Hawkinson has been the tight end five throughout the the off season months. It it just surprises me a little bit that Andrews is not uh, is not there or at least closer. Mm-hmm. Uh, honorable mentions for me would be Fant and Goddard. Yeah, that that's the other thing I want to say. Still some nice depth, not only with Mark Andrews, but the two guys you mentioned there, Fant and Goddard. Um, and Kaseki, Irv Smith. Yeah, Irv yeah. Smith is is a guy I think a lot of people are maybe expecting a breakout season from. Logan Thomas, the other one I was uh, was trying to think of. Kind of a little bit of a Darren Waller story there as, as that yeah, older, exactly. older breakout. We saw the position, position switch with him. Uh, we'll, we'll see how much longer he can hang on and, and be relevant in the dynasty game. That is it for today's show. Please make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on Apple podcast, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. Remember to follow the show at locked on dynasty. You can follow Matt at Williamson NFL and I'm Ryan MC 23. We'll be back next time with more locked on dynasty.